live from HMD Studios. It's Stay Busy with the boy, Armand Sadler. Sir, we here. Aha. We back. Hey. Ladies and gentlemen, <laughs> welcome to another edition of Stay Busy with Armand Sadler, where we have responsible discussions on the music business and the music culture. I am your host, Head Honcho, Vegan Chorizo Poppy, uh, Multiple Miles, Peloton Poppy, not Multiple Miles. Well, I do Multiple Miles on the Peloton, so either one works. Um, it does founder work. of Bald Nigga Ballers, Armand Sadler. Not here alone. I'm here are <laughs> my incredible co host. How you feeling, man? <laughs> I'm feeling good. What's up, y'all? Nick Early. Executive producing co-host and stay busy. I have many. I go by many names. The kombucha king that makes your heart sing. Mm-hmm. The coconut water consultant. Mm-hmm. The matcha magistrate. You know, mm-hmm. I like my drinks, y'all. But we have a, an amazing guest today. Yeah. That we're very excited. Armand <laughs> has an illustrious introduction for this guest. So. Absolutely. We've been having a super fun conversation already. Yeah. So I think this is only going to be even better. But our guest is yet another incredible person from Syracuse University. (laughs) Now, she moved from her hometown of Miami to New York City to pursue a job in entertainment. In 2018, she landed a job alongside hip-hop media icon and Radio Hall of Fame inductee Angie Martinez. If if you don't know who Angie Martinez is, you clearly don't go outside. Pause the video and come back. The queen. Literally. So, and since then, she has worked with... There's a long list. I got (laughs) it. Rock Nation, WeTV, The Angie Martinez Show at Power 105.1, Netflix, BET, and more as a multifaceted producer and assistant. Now, currently, she's partnering with Angie to produce her new IG Live series, Game Night Live, an interactive game night where with artists and fans. Angie interviews various artists, and fans are encouraged to play, and if their correct answers are selected, they're rewarded during the post-interview trivia for cash prizes now our guest is looking forward to projects she's collaborating on behind the scenes coming to fruition in 2022 she is a food connoisseur we've been talking nothing but food for the last like 45 minutes mm-hmm. give a warm welcome to Brittany ortiz yeah i did not expect you guys to read the whole bio oh, of course <laughs> wow we responsible one thing we do is give the flowers the Come flowers on, huh? are given so nice of y'all thank you so much <laughs> definitely made that before i got here it's okay Hey. So, it's, okay. it's, it gave what it needed to. It, yeah, literally. It was great. So excited to have you. Excited to get into a really fun conversation. I'm also excited to be here once again with you all, our listeners, whether you are new or returning. Thank you for tapping in. Now, whether you like Gallus or Essence, gift cards or presents, verses on IG Live or verses on Triller, and Adam Sandler or Ben Stiller. Now, Gallus or, or Essence? Definitely Essence, bro. Essence. Okay. It's essence like it's so disrespectful. It's, it's a clear beat. If you say the other. Wow. In comparison. Okay. So they don't compare because it's two. Di- I was thinking about this earlier. It's mm-hmm. two different things. It's a global level and versus like a regional level. That's the thing. A lot of New Yorkers were trying to argue like Gallus was 
was like the song of the summer. I'm like, yeah, if you're in New York, in and New granted, York, it's yeah. it's spread across the nation now, but Essence since last October exactly. has been it. So yeah, I, I don't think there's a debate there. Uh, gift cards or presents? What you think, Brent? If it's a good present, mm-hmm. it's present. better than a gift card. Yeah, mm-hmm. gift card is the safe choice. So yeah. I'm gonna say present. But if it's a shitty present, mm-hmm. damn. It's really bad. Yeah. But I'm going to go with present. It's a risk with present. It is a, yeah, it's it's a risk. You got to really know the person. Present. Yeah. You really got to know the person. Sometimes you think the other person better than you think, better than you actually know the person. So. I get hurt if, mm-hmm. if you didn't put some thought into the present. Mm-hmm. So you would be hurt by a gift card. You're one of those people. No, like, no, no. If, okay. If you say verbatim like, hey, I'm suck at this. I'm just going to throw you some bread. Cool. Mm-hmm. But if I feel like I know you. Right. And you don't do right. It's like, really? <laughs> yeah. And I'm and I I'm definitely a money thrower. Like I want to get gifts. You're like, oh, I need this uh, pencil pouch, whatever. I'm like, here, I bought you the pencil pouch. Right, right. I love Th- you. Thoughtful gifts. Yeah, thoughtful gifts, useful. Right. I'm definitely like a purposeful gift type of person. So you're the person we, we should come to when we want to open our own studio, huh? Um, <laughs> you, I could buy you a cup. Okay, <laughs> All right. cups, are needed. cups are needed. A branded cup. I like cups that. are needed. I like that. Now, versus on IG Live or versus on Triller. I'm mixed feelings about this because I still think the best verse is Neo Jante. Mm-hmm. And that was IG Live. Mm-hmm. But then also, I really enjoyed the Earth, Wind, and Fire one mm-hmm. and the Isley Brothers. Wow. I love that one. Mm-hmm. And I love the spectacle of it, of yeah. it all. So. It's like I'm on both sides, so yeah. I'll just I'll just say both. It's kind of like when you like discover that artist and they're still like un like they're unknown, yeah. And you love their early stuff, and they get big, and they're you know bigger budget, and they're doing different more things, commercial. Yeah. It's like you're happy for them, but it's like mm, it's, it doesn't feel like it did back in back. Does in it feel day. authentic as authentic anymore? I don't feel as close. I feel more detached. <laughs> exactly. When it went to verses, it's like mm, yeah. Okay, yeah. now it's a production. That's great. Your brand mm. grew. Mm-hmm. But it was so nice and homegrown when yeah. it was on it was IG Live. If you know, Live. you know. It was if you know, you I know. Felt, like, yeah, everyone's but, flocking to IG Live, mm-hmm. and like they had like they broke. I remember the first time they broke a million. It was like yeah, a bro. big deal. Mm-hmm. Yeah, yeah. People were in their homes. Now they're on a big stage. It was yeah. so much more intimate. You can like buy a ticket and attend the verses now, whereas we were all attending it through our phones. So mm-hmm. it's different. But so, I'm also glad for them that they grew it absolutely yeah, out of yeah, nothing yeah. into something. So 100%. it's both. It's like we're both sides. Of it, you know? Is there anybody who you'd want to see on there that hasn't been seen? And don't oh. say the Drake versus Kanye. Yeah, I don't, like, I don't no. want to see that. Um, that would be boring for hmm. me. I don't. I don't I mean, have any. I can't think of any off top. Honestly, the ones that you picked, I don't think people in our age demo would probably have oh, said you, that. You're going to learn. I'm old school. We'll probably I'm have very said old. That. So I was I'm, surpri- old. I'm surprised. Yeah. I'm, I'm they surprised. call me Uncle Nick. Nick is an old soul when it comes to music. <laughs> for sure. For sure. I'm, I'm an uncle. Damn, is there a verse that I want to see? Uh, maybe Mar- Mar- Mariah versus Mary. Do you think that would be good? That would be interesting. Mm-hmm. I would love to see that. I want, I want like, I want Tony to get her flowers, low key. Mm. I want to see Tony do something. Well, versus who, though? Tony and MBJ could go up and up. You think? You want to pull up the discography? <laughs> this is see, like, I'm, yo, I wish DeAndre was here. Yo, DeAndre, I love you. Tony's gonna, people, people really play Tony. I'm, like, it, 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 it's strange to me. I don't know if it's as much people disrespect play her. Tony's catalog. She got joints, y'all. Mm. Mary got joints. Also, too, I have to say, different eras, yeah. kind of. Mm-hmm. They have overlap, obviously. Mm hmm. 
But Mary also has a little bit longer. Uh, at, at, at. No. Like a hair longer. No, not longer. Oh, you're saying longer discography. Disog- yeah, like. I don't think so. I'm not sure. We, we're going to have to responsibly revisit this because we got <laughs> a lot to get to. <laughs> Sorry. But, no, no, no. Yeah. Um, and lastly, real quick, Adam Sandler or Ben Stiller? Oh, Sandler. Agreed. Yeah. I, I, I second that notion. Yeah. Adam Sandler. I almost said Sadler. I'm so used to saying Sadler Yo, now. People. almost said Adam Sandler. I can't. Sat, ben can only do funny roles. Mm. Adam can do a more kind of serious undertone role like uncut mm. gems uncut gems mm. was tough I like i you know it's funny the first time i watched it i i stopped the movie i got bored right before it got good the first half it's a slow burn it's a it's a like everything's packed up into the mm-hmm. you know at the end but mm-hmm. it's a slow burn but when it gets into it then you're like sitting there like yo what's about to happen the whole time <laughs> but um you know yeah. supposedly based on gabriel mm-hmm. from raffaello and co yeah, he actually came on Angie's show. Wow! And talked about how he's still in uh, legal mitigation mm. with them. Yeah, <laughs> well, I'm like, yikes. wow, so interesting. <laughs> she's still litigate, litigating this late. Yeah, well, I mean, litigation take forever. Yeah, right. Well, especially yeah. for the for stolen creative property. Yeah. Yes. Godspeed, all y'all. Stealing, <laughs> yeah. Stealing IP. Yeah, yeah. Uh, of course, we got to shout out our VP of everything, the man that you cannot see, but you can feel, Kieran Hurley, holding it down. Up in Ithaca, clap it up for him. Uh, shout out to Hush Forte, who joined us on our episode last week. Make sure you tap into that. Also, check out our busy session with Reggie Becton on YouTube exclusively. Shout out to Anchor, our distribution platform. If you do not know, Anchor will distribute your podcast for free to all streaming platforms, and you can get some sponsored ads, regardless of your listenership. And lastly, HMD Studios, Camden, holding it down for the gang. Thank you. So uh, we got to kick off our chat First, with some very unfortunate news, uh, this past week we lost Young Dolph. Um, he was killed in a shooting um, in his home hometown of, of Memphis, uh, which is really tough to digest. You know, it's he yeah. was doing so much for the community. Um, he was doing so much as an artist for artists within his community. You know, putting them on mm-hmm. his his relationship with Key Glock, his cousin. It, you know, it goes without saying. And uh, he really just he 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 was the model for being within the music industry, being an artist, owning your stuff, and you know, kind of finessing for your benefit rather than being finessed. Um, and you know, yeah. he, he meant a lot to a lot of people close to me, especially. So, really tough to digest that. Um, I don't know if y'all have anything you want to say about it. Trapper slash rapper slash bad bitch snatcher. Yeah, saying saying the saying the lyrics is definitely showing love. Now I um I I know very little about him, but mm-hmm. I knew I did know that he was a you know a huge advocate of being an independent artist and yeah. was an independent artist himself, and mm-hmm. really preached that that message and you know along like Nipsey and a lot of other independent yeah. people. Um, so that that message is just very pertinent because you know. Prayerfully, his family can now, all you know, uh, receive the 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 benefits of, of the streams from you know as he as his estate becomes you know solidified and whatnot. But yeah, um, yeah, it's a very unfortunate situation. It's just like, but yeah, it's, it's not much. It's like almost weird to say. It's like I feel like there's it's not, not real? there's not much to say, but it's like there's there's a lot to say, but it's just like wow, why are we so used to this? Yeah, I want to know why. Like, what type of street cred do you get? For committing that type of act against someone who really impacts millions of lives because isn't that the whole point yeah. of the art to just inspire people especially yeah. to be their own 
their own boss. And mm. the music industry is so tough. Mm -hmm. I mean, just Rolling Stone put out that article about Summer Walker, you know, having a really bad deal. Yeah. And here she goes, another number one album, yeah, yeah. you know, at the height of her career and still getting really the bad end of a deal. Mm -hmm. And then for somebody, Young Dolph, to be the completely opposite yeah. is incredible to watch. And now it's like, psh, it's gone just like that. Yeah, it's it's so weird to me when Sickening. people hate on the people that they should be inspired by, who set the models that they should follow. Like, Word. And it's, it's terrifying that people in your hometown can hate on you when... They should be proud of you. Like I, like you, you should be proud of someone from your area who's doing better for themselves. Even if maybe you're not, like you should just work that much harder. I feel, but you know, they're they're haters everywhere, and it's uh, it's tough. So definitely want to send love to his family. Send love to all those who are affected. Um, and yeah, rest in peace to Young Dolph. Let's get into some music. Uh, Adele dropped her album Thirty. <laughs> the legendary yeah, yeah honestly the legendary honestly, um there's yes. there's not that much to say 12 yes. song album um there's a lot to say what you mean no, i mean oh okay right, it's like, solid <laughs> thank said, you adele on. for only hold doing on. 12 songs right because people get carried away but at the same time she got a few six minute joints on there so <laughs> i did the math and i'm with it i'm five, with it. five of the songs are under four minutes Five of the songs are six minutes or longer. That's dedication right there. So it's a 12 song, 58 minute album. I was locked in. But it's like <laughs> Adele doing six minute records. It's like every second is worth it. So every it's not second. like it's someone who you're like, why are you doing a six minute song for Adele? It's like, oh, I'm ready for this ride. And the ride is worth it. Um, I would say for me, my favorite songs are All Night Parking. Um, Easy On Me, of course, is really great. This is one 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 album where I feel like the single isn't the best song. Like All, yeah. all, all Night Parking yes. is my favorite song. Yeah. Love is a game is really good. Um, What's my the little, women? My little woman, love. woman like me. Woman is like me is hard. Fire. Yeah, that one. Yeah, from my little love, bro. I was sitting at my desk. <laughs> she's like, What is this? <laughs> what is this? Yeah, <laughs> she's the, the the production. Shout out Chris Dave on the drums on that one. Yeah. Um, Greg Kirsten did a fantastic job. Inflow, that producer that we've been playing a lot. Yeah, he had some joints on there. Mm -hmm. um, wow. Yeah. No, it was it was. Uh, it was an experience. Yeah. And I think she pushed, uh, shout out to Sope. Sope said it, um, he was, he was saying like, this is what I've wanted from Adele because she pushed herself into new sounds. Sonically. Yes. It, was, it was still yes. her. Yeah. It was yeah. still her. Like she did a, a few different things, you yeah. know what I'm saying? Mm -hmm. A little more, I, I'm going to find a better word other than vibey, uh, more subdued, more laid back things, mm -hmm. not just so straight ahead, you know, soul. Yeah. Um, got a little jazzy too. Yeah, no, of yeah. course. Exactly. Exactly. Yeah. Uh -huh. So she, I love it. I yeah. love it. And vocal performances, yo. Mm -hmm. There's a, there's the joint. Uh, what is it? Let me. I can't pull it. My thing's not working. The track. <laughs> what towards the end? Hold on. Not hold on to one something. I'm gonna find it. <laughs> Do you want me to play him? It ain't that. <laughs> it's the one where she goes crazy for like. Six minutes. What's the six minute joint? There's five six minute joints. <laughs> Anyways, I won't come back to it because <laughs> my internet is is playing. Let me get on my phone. Y'all mm -hmm. talk about some other something else. The in, the um the voice notes. So I yeah. saw I saw in the interview that she said that her therapist suggested mm -hmm. that she record that she record her voice and mm -hmm. so to be the loved. one the one that she had with her daughter. Her uh, not her daughter, her sorry, son. her son. Yeah. That's the one I said, my oh little love. Oh my gosh, yeah. and that's she, what you were talking about. That's the that's the joint. Mm -hmm. I was like that one that emotionally impacted impacted me. I was staring out the window in Midtown, just like <laughs> yeah, just letting the sun hit me. Just 
reflecting. I'm like, I don't know this lady from nobody. I bet so many parents have moments that they're like that, especially like single moms, mm-hmm. newly divorced. Yeah. Anything, yeah. I, I'm sure so many people can relate to that. Like she's talking about grown problems. And the way, it was to me is the way she explained it to her kid too. Is just like, hey, mommy's having big emotions right now. Mm-hmm. Just like very, just mm-hmm. very real. It was very simple to kick. He was like, well, why? Like, and <laughs> you know, for like forever. Like, yeah, yeah. It's just very sweet. The kid, mm-hmm. you know, it seems like, oh, like mom's in a distress, in distress, and this is like how I know how to mm-hmm. how to try to help mom feel better and process. But like. Real deep, real deep. Yeah. It was authentic. She's so yeah. raw, bro. Yeah, she's so raw. <laughs> Nothing feels fake or forced. Like it's, oh. it's, it was, it was great. Like there's really no complaints. And the rollout for it was great too. The interview with Oprah, the one the night performance. only performance. She get them the proposal. Yeah, that was dope. And and that was someone from Syracuse too. Yes, it, 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 it another win, another win. Wow. Who who did the proposal? Yeah. Wow. Yeah. yeah. Incredible rollout. So. 30 is great. You know, if it, it's early, but this is one of my favorite listens this year. One of my favorite first. I got through it like three times today. It's one of my favorite first listens this year for sure. I want. I hope that it inspires artists to take their time yeah. cultivating their next project. Mm-hmm. Because when did her last one come out? I had, 2015. Right. Mm-hmm. Look how much time. And she allowed herself to live life <sighs> and be present and then really hone in mm-hmm. on these 12. Like, take your time. Don't be scared. That's a yeah. fact. I was really, I was listening to it thinking about like, you know, so I watched I re, I watched the Silk Sonic. We talked a lot about Silk Sonic last week. We just had a huge conversation about it. Mm-hmm. But it was talking about, you know, Bruno and sat down with Ebro, him and Pac. And they were talking about he's like, Man, I'm trying to make music a moment, like timeless, stand the test of time. Like I'm not worried about everything. He was talking about his process. And then going connecting to Adele, I was just thinking about um, you know, she makes forever music. Yeah. This is music that is gonna it's gonna matter mm-hmm. thirty years from now. You know what I'm saying? Yeah. Just and the artists just they got to get back to the craft man mm-hmm. the vocals on this album <laughs> impeccable yeah but you can't teach adele vocals it's like you got those nah, but, yeah. but here's the thing that's that's aspirational though yeah, yeah, yeah. you mm-hmm. need to be putting that level of attention to say look if adele is the the ceiling or where i need to be at on a scale of one to adele where am i at you know what i'm saying and holding mm-hmm. yourself to that standard like artists y'all <laughs> Sis, sis named her albums numbers. Yeah, you ever thought about that? Mm-hmm. Her albums are just numbers, and just the, her ages. There are other artists who try to do it, but it, it just it don't, don't hit the way Adele. Does. <laughs> it don't hit the way Adele does. It don't hit. Yeah. yeah, and she always locks in with like one, two producers too. Like mm-hmm. she doesn't keep. She's not a bunch of. It's not a laundry list of people. It's a sound. They lock in. They create something special, and yeah. they deliver it to the to the people. It doesn't feel like she's trying to appease multiple demographics she's just making what she genuinely feels and that's why it's so relatable so that's said mommy's so having big emotions right now that's <laughs> intense yeah. well we're hearing them Adele and we thank you for being so that's vulnerable and sharing it with the world <laughs> thank you absolutely speaking of emotions this past week we celebrated the 10 year anniversary of Take Care by Drake uh, this is the album that really like people felt prior to this like oh he's gonna be something special and then thank me later it was it was received some people liked it some people didn't like it i as time has passed i think it's his worst album thank me later but take care was the one that Mm. did it for him it was like everyone was like oh like drake is here drake is absolutely here you know Mm -hmm. he he admits with thank me later he was trying to get too many different features and too many different producers and he was in that big label setting and you know take care he just came back home worked with 40 locked in with 40 locked in with the weekend of course and and he made 
he made this and you know i think a lot of people regard this as his best album because it is the quintessential Drake album. It's the album that established him as as the light skin who makes the text text <laughs> texture X music and it made all the Drake memes and all mm-hmm. that. And I totally get people who feel that way. I don't think it's his best music and I think it's kind of reductive to feel he made his best music ten years ago because I think he's only gotten better as an artist. Um and I, I have some hot takes that I want to get to, but I want y'all to say your take care feelings first before I Man. get to it. Um, I think every project that he puts out is so much a resemblance of the time. Yeah. Yeah. So I, yeah, so I agree that to some people, yeah, that might be his best album. Maybe on the record charts, it might be his best in in certain aspects. But I think the reason why people say that is because it was at that point, like he took a turn. Yeah. He took, he took, he took a shift. One of the bigger shifts. Um, Because always in each project, he has, like, he introduces us to so many new people. Mm-hmm. Georgia Smith, to reggae, to, you know, different aspects. Uh, so many UK artists he puts on. Mm-hmm. Um, but to say it's his ultimate, absolutely best, mm, going to need to reel that back yeah, in a yeah. little bit. Yeah, that's a fact. Yeah. No, I, I, I'm going gonna, I'm gonna to let y'all take this conversation. <laughs> Why? Do you got like a you one of them Drake haters? Absolutely not. No. Uh, uh, I, uh, I give I give Drake a lot of credit and okay. I, I stick up for Drake in a lot of conversations. Um no, I, I really enjoy the music. I I'm gonna be honest, I haven't really sat with Take Care like that. Mm. <gasps> no, I'm, I'm like kidding. I guess it was in a phase of my life I'm where just I just kidding. was not listening Feeling to him? a lot of this stuff. No, no, no. I I would like I've heard the songs. Mm-hmm. I know the songs. Like mm-hmm. I know the joints. You Can know we pull up the track list? Yeah. Just jog my memory. Absolutely. I just haven't so. sat with it like that long. I ran it back maybe like a year or so ago. Mm-hmm. I was like, oh yeah, no, this is. I mean, this is it. It's it's fire. Like. Marvin's Room, Headlines, Crew Love. Like, I know all these joints. I just haven't sat with them like that yeah. to where I can, like, give thoughts on the Marvin's I, Room? I mean... Ooh, the amount of remakes. Yeah. It was, of course. That, that sounded like the best song ever in 2011. Now that it's aged a bit, I'm like, yeah, I don't know. It's still so good. It's good. But it's like... The it's very much so for that time. Yeah, very and it brings so you back time. to a memory. I remember yeah. where I was at. Like, somebody DM'd me. The other day and was like, I remember when you put me on to Drake in middle school <laughs> when he first dropped that the the mixtape so mm-hmm. far gone and yeah. I was like, wow, it's been that long. Mm-hmm. <laughs> I'm showing my age, but whoa, it's been that long. Mm-hmm. So, showing your age, we the same. Showing your age, you know, women the ages um, yeah, feminists we're trying to yo, work yo. on. If a woman is five minutes older than you, she gonna act like she's five years older than you. <laughs> Listen, <laughs> if, it, if it got melanin in it, it grows better with time. That's okay? facts. Come on you. Now. facts. Come on now. Um, but yeah, and I, I agree. Like the whole moment thing and the the nostalgia thing. I think that's why a lot of people put this one so high up is because of Marvin's room, because of headlines, because of shot for me. Like I remember DJing a party in high school, and I, I put on shot for me like at the peak of the party. I just put it on repeat because everyone just loved it that much, and it's, it's such a <laughs> slow song, but everyone was really yeah. really enjoying it. Um, that's like get out the party is ending. Song. Yeah, it's, yeah, it's definitely towards the end music, but uh, last you know I was I was doing what I wanted to do, and people liked it, so you know it worked out. But Heard you. Um, yeah, as time has gone on, I personally feel more connected to albums of his, like Nothing Was the Same, More Life, um, If You're Reading This Is Too Late, Dark Lane Demo Tape. So Take Care would be like fifth on my list if I had to rank Drake's overall discography, not just studio albums, but like overall projects. Mm-hmm. It, it, it would be fifth for me. And What's a hot take that's above Take Care that people will say that's a hot take? More Life, Dark Lane Demo Tapes. Okay. And probably If You're Reading This Too Late, because people have Take Care at number one. So for me to have it at five, 
for someone to like I, that's I, already I, I've, I've argued this with other Drake stands because they think take care is no skips I'm like they may make me proud and we'll be fine are right there so <laughs> <laughs> I, I don't know about no skips on take care like you know it, it, it's okay to like Drake a lot but to say there's no skips or like every album of Drake's has skips that's I can't like, remember the last album I've listened to that has no skips it's very well rare. maybe adele just in <laughs> so, general like a, an album in general yeah that has huh. n- no skips like that's a hard feat they should give an award for that and here's the thing i think we generalize skips too much because like uh kojo introduced me to a term called mood skips where you skip something where you're not in the mood to hear it it doesn't mean it's a bad song you're just not necessarily in that's the fair. mood to hear it that's fair like i try not to skip songs when i listen through albums because I'm, I'm an album listener more than a playlist listener but like when I hear Take Care and I hear Will We Find and Make Me Proud, I want to skip those. I don't think those are good songs, personally. Right. So, like, regardless the mood. Yeah, I just, I don't think they're good. Uh, and I didn't think Make Me Proud was, was good in 2011 when it dropped, too. So, for, yeah. For someone to say this album is a no-skip album, there. So, for all the Drake fans, stands, followers, please do give your takes on Twitter. <laughs> we want to hear this, y'all. Yeah. So, we're going to put up a poll or something like that. Yeah. But uh, I, I think as time passes, more life and Dark Lane demo tapes will be appreciated a lot People more. didn't appreciate Dark Lane. Like, I remember I was cleaning the crib and I ran it. He had me a few times. Like, I'm just head down with the broom, peek my head up and said, he said, what? <laughs> losses. Losses did it. Bruh, <laughs> losses is a joint. Yeah. Like, yeah. you know, a few times, like throughout the project, I'm sweet. With the, with the, you know, I'm, re- I'm replaying the bar in my head. With the, like, God. Drake is going to deliver a one, two every once mm-hmm. in a while. That's what like, I'm saying. And people are like, yo, stop playing with this man. Yeah. Stop playing with this man. Like, he don't rap. You, yeah. you don't become the number one artist not rapping. Like, I don't think I've ever asked you, well, what's your favorite Drake project? You two. Mine? Ooh, I got a toxic reason. Views? No, not views. Mm-hmm. More life. More life. Mm hmm. More life, and then nothing was the same. That, mm-hmm. Nothing was the same as definitely. I remember being what a freshman at Cornell, walking around yep. on the bridge, walking to class, mm-hmm. playing too much for me was really fire. Sample, yeah, yeah, because I was like, he. I find these moments was these small moments of vindication in like mm-hmm. in the mainstream capacity. So like for me, I'm an artist. I sing and play mm-hmm. piano and all that stuff. So. When I when he was showcasing a voice like that in a very like Drake had the attention of everyone right and he showcased to me what he took creative risk yeah is that I that's when I really like became like a Drake person I was like oh no nah, like he's he's out here trying to do something important something that will last not mm-hmm. just make the hottest song yeah and so too much really like it really got me yeah like one I feel like it, it helped me learn who it saw I saw real vulnerability from yeah. him. From that, you know, he's talking about um, he talks about his dad on that record, yep. right? Yes, that's okay. the one where he talks about his dad, and then Sampha, like it, it, he introduced me. That's I had never heard Sampha's music before. Oh that. wow! And then I became a huge Sampha person, and he literally just plays and sings, and like so it that mm-hmm. that album I have a real affinity affinity for that album, yeah. um, and then. <laughs> More life reminds me of a specific person. <laughs> That's <laughs> your toxic driving reason? a specific person's car <laughs> all throughout the city that we went to college in. Mm-hmm. Um, mm-hmm. Many songs make me think about said person. Mm-hmm. So, in a in a in a fin, in a in a good way, yeah. mostly it's not a toxic reason. Yeah, it's no, it's, it's it's remembering the good times, nostalgia. That's yeah. nostalgia. You know who you are. Yeah. If you listen, you're probably not listening. But anyway, <laughs> you said- you're probably not listening. I the same kind of reason for more life for me too is because mm-hmm. the time I was in was when I felt like I was discovering my passions. Yes. It was definitely the soundtrack to 
my life at that point. Remember, people yeah. were celebrating like, yo, more life. Like, yeah. it was a moment. It was a celebration. For, it was people a say that for, on your birthday now. Like, uh, they won't say happy birthday to you no more. They'll say more life. Word. More life. More <laughs> he's, life. He's really made these mantras like, the things that he says and you're like that's weird and then everyone it'll catch on yolo like who the fuck was gonna i, I was Yo, like yolo yolo lasted a, a thing. minute <laughs> yolo lasted a minute i heard somebody say it last week yeah. somebody's parents are still using yolo for sure there's, there's a lot of the yt's out here <laughs> <Just> <laughs> YT's. there's a lot of merch <laughs> a lot of, oh my god you, you know that drake impersonators making five racks yeah to show up yeah. to parties yeah. The, yeah, he did a uh, uh interview with No Jumper. He's like, Yeah, they throw me five thousand dollars to show up. And he's also from Canada. Mm-hmm. I said, Damn, who can I look? I'm just Googling pictures. Yeah. Who can I look like? <laughs> learn how to do a few songs. Little five K <laughs> I'm about to bump five to ten. Oh Yo. Wow, that's fire. Um but yeah, to conclude, I think if someone were to say Take Care is his most influential album, I would agree with that. His best though, I don't think. Because I think artists most of them get better as they progress exactly. through music. And I'm sure I, he would be happy to hear you say that. <laughs> I'm sure. I'm sure he would. Yeah. Like you look at a song like over my dead body and then you look at when to say when, like just the improvement as a rapper, a technical rapper, yeah. it's, it's, it's almost night and day. So yeah, that's that. Um, I don't want to spend too much time on this, but we saw a picture this week of Drake and Kanye West with Jay Prince and they've seemingly pieced things up. Now I don't believe it. I think it's a publicity thing. Um, just because the beef has run its course, people are tired of it. Like okay. it's really one sided. Only Drake is really throwing bars and music in the music, and Kanye is just being weird and petty. So I don't know how how y'all, how y'all feel about it. Who is Jay Prince? <laughs> can can the Twitter investigators of the world please come together and find out who Jay Prince is? There's a quick one sheet on Drake on Jay Prince. Like what is it? <laughs> I, I <laughs> just. That. Even give me like two straight facts. Mm. Like I don't know what planet this man comes mm. from. Where'd he come out? Yeah. It's the finger the, the at the camera. That, the, that shit was the pose like this, and he's smiling. He only had one headphone in too. Like no, no <laughs> this man is dangerous. Yeah, yeah, and people regard him as that. He's treated like he's some mob boss. Like I only really got familiar with him when the Drake and Push beef happened, and he he seemingly stopped it and. Now he's in Drake regards him as like a father figure type. How does push? How does Pusha feel in all of this? Is what I want to know. I am sure Pusha T's album will still be laced with many bars towards Drake whenever the album comes. I'm out. excited for that. That it'll be fun. That's it'll, all. It'll be fun. I mean, beef is embedded into the origin of hip hop. So yeah. I enjoy a good beef as long as we get music from it. Like Drake and Kanye were just doing a lot. Like Drake was throwing bars at him all twenty. You're giving me Team Drake right now. Well, no, this is what it was. Is. Like sicko mode, no stylist, seven a.m. a bridal path. He, he's been throwing bars. Kanye hasn't been throwing any bars at him. He's just been doing IG videos Kanye's underneath on trains. Something different. Yeah, I mean. he's weird. He's weirdo. But uh, yeah, I don't really believe it. I'm. I'm I think both of the uh, Drake more so has every right to not really fuck with Kanye anymore so I don't really think it's a you say real... it's a press a press thing like a publicity thing but publicity for who for and for what um because I, I think I think I like I'm I'm kind of tired of the beef and so I would rather Drake focus his bars elsewhere his energy elsewhere so mm-hmm. like 7, 7 a.m on bridal path I love great rap song clever clever disses at Kanye but like I'm tired of it it's been three years and yeah, it's just like do do some do some other shit. Like especially if it's not gonna be a back and forth. It's really not a back and forth. It's really just Drake continuing to throw either direct subs or passive aggressive bars. And like I'm, I'm just tired of it. So I, I think for Drake's subset of fans who are also tired of the beef, 
we can kind of be like, okay, bet it's over. Like he's gonna he's gonna talk about something else in his music now. So that's really all. Nah, I somebody ignited again. Kim Kardashian's <laughs> dating Pete Davidson. Ignited again. Start the antics. Oh my god. <laughs> Let it <laughs> go to the grave with the beef. Screw oh it. I'm here for the mess. I see. <laughs> Yeah, mess is fun and <laughs> furthering my belief that this is a publicity thing uh french montana's new album they got amnesia dropped today haven't gotten to it french be dropping these long albums and french french from 2012 french now is just french is an acquired taste he has a yeah a slow melodic co- the coke boy flow he mm-hmm. he calls the coke boy flow yeah one thing he knows how to do though is French knows how to hop on a fire song. Mm-hmm. He does that continuously in New York. Yeah. Picked up CJ. Um, I was curious why his own artist wasn't on his album. He has, you know, the girl Chinese Kitty. Mm-hmm. Um, they have a single together on her project. I'm curious because he had other women in rap on there, why he didn't put her on there. Um, love Doja. Yeah. He has Doja Cat on there. She slid. Can't wait to see the video. Mm-hmm. Um, I think she's really excited about it, too. We saw that preview clip they posted um that she wants the video to come out she went bananas um that was definitely my favorite hook Mm -hmm. off the album and he has he has catchy he has some other catchy stuff on there he really knows how to select his features i think that's a talent knowing who you pair well with Mm -hmm. and using their strengths Mm -hmm. whoever is in backstage putting those pieces together did a did a really good job Mm -hmm. i think it's one of his better projects Mm. yeah i definitely want to definitely want to check it out um but yeah drake's verse was taken off of it due to apparently having shots at kanye so i was like okay well that's that that kind of maybe it's real maybe it's just for the publicity whatever but definitely want to check out french's album like he you know he'll he'll, as you said he he keeps some good records probably wants to stay neutral uh, French. Yeah. He probably if it's if it's like real, he probably just like look, y'all. Oh no! Don't bring me up in this. He he dropped no stylus in 2018, which is like the peak of the beef, and Drake was throwing shots at Kanye on that. So I don't know. Maybe we'll I'll see. Be I think that might have been a Drake call. I think that might might have been a Drake call. Just probably. like let's just wait a little longer mm. and see how this plays out. And a Drake can release it today, tomorrow, yeah. a month. It's gonna go regardless. Yeah. People are gonna listen to it. It's gonna get streams. So it's it doesn't hurt either party to wait. Mm. And he's gonna go up on the deluxe. It'll probably be a single. They can shoot a video, not shoot a video, whatever. Mm. It's is we're still gonna receive it the same. That's probably yeah. Uh, so I have a question for you. This is a conversation we had a couple weeks ago. What would you define Wale's signature sound as? Do you think he has one? Mm, it's like, what does he call himself? The poet? Poet, yeah. Yeah, it, it's that. It's exactly that. I, I, I don't really... You, he has black excellence in there, mm-hmm. right? Um, it's like, yeah, like a sultry poet. Mm-hmm. Because he doesn't have like to me he doesn't make amp music even the joint that he has with J Cole that's out now in rotation yeah poke it out, yeah, poke mm-hmm. it out. is is more up tempo but it's still kind of in his little bit of monotone type of style mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. okay that's fair no we uh, there's no right or wrong answer we just we were talking about uh, we always talking about the three headed dragon you know being Drake uh, Drake Cole and, and Kendrick. And we were talking about the next spot after that and who should be getting in. Armand always brings up, you know, Wale is never in the conversation. Well, Future's my four, but Wale yeah. is up there too. I My bad. Let me qualify. <laughs> let, me, let me qualify. Within the top, I was going to say, within the, within, the, the top Within 10. their era. Yeah. Because they all came era. up together. Yeah. Right. He's never in the conversation. And I was saying, well, that's why I said, well, what is his sound? And I think you can 
very clearly go to Drake sound, Cole sound, Kendrick sounds, and I think that that you can go to Future sound. You know, mm-hmm. like I think it's it's one of those things for him that I think has been a hindrance. He makes great music. Well, mm-hmm. He makes great music, and he's he's a rapper's rapper. He raps like, but I think at the end of the day, people are searching for words for like how do we describe his sound? You know what I'm saying? And like, like I said, I said, you know, we, we b- poet came up black mm-hmm. excellence that all that stuff came up. It's yep. just like, well, at the same time, Kendrick talks about black excellence, you know, is their topics, but they're not attached to a sound. So that's why I'm like, I'm curious, but you can go into the, the quote. But. Yeah. We got a contribution from our uh, fraternity brother, Jabari Archer. Shout out to him. Uh, he said he thinks Wale's signature sound is that he was on 2020 energy in 2009, black empowerment, high fashion and streetwear, celebrity friends and being a good dude lyrically mixed with his DC and soul roots for the production and samples he uses. So similar to what some of what you said, some of what I this said on point, a couple yeah. weeks ago. The poet thing is yeah. a through line. It's a through line. Yeah, I would agree. But it's, it's kind of like you said, it's not a sonically. It's, it's not attached to anything. That's what I was going to say. Like, yeah. those are all topics. Like and exactly. Things. They're not. Concepts, it's not yeah. sonically attached yeah. to anything. You mm-hmm. know what I'm saying? Like, yeah. It's like, well, where, where's the through line with the sound of it? You yeah. know, when I hear a, what's a Wale type beat? No. You know what I'm saying? Well, what are we searching on YouTube? <laughs> yeah, no. And so I, I'd be curious. Any any real Wale people out there that could answer this question for us? Mm-hmm. I'm curious. Please. I really like Wale, too. He's incredible. Yeah. There's nothing yeah. negative to he's say like, about him. There's he's nothing like the homie. Like, y- yeah. y- you like him, but he hasn't reached that, that, that level. And I think it's his sound. I think it's there's no... Like musically, not that there's nothing, but it's like we can't definitively put our finger on this is what his music sounds like. Not what he says, not what he talks about. Yeah, yeah. Not his uh, cadence and all that. What is the sound? Yeah. Drake, we hear underwater, you hear a low pass filter for the tech people. You hear that? <laughs> oh, you're thinking Drake. And people who don't know nothing about the technical, oh, the underwater thing, that's Drake, right? Mm. Kendrick, you already know the sound. It's West Coast. It's going to be very theatrical. It's going to have a lot of different sounds coming from everywhere. Like even that. his voice when he, he changes he does it, the voices, the, the, the changes, yeah. the different characters. You you know you're like, oh, that's a Kendrick type beat, right? Mm-hmm. You don't have to hear his voice. He's like, mm-hmm. which really he probably got that from Nicki Minaj. Just want to say that, but yes, mm. Ooh. yes, get into it, hundred percent, get into it. I, I think more so work. more of your it. favorite rappers need to give credit to probably Nicki. Talk. Talk, Talk, speak on expound her, show your her, work explain her, this is a long form answer baby come on her her i can see it obviously the most in people like doja people mm. like mulatto of when course. they change cadence and when they go into these caricatures mm-hmm. of themselves i think i definitely think Nicki minaj has influenced a bunch kendrick lamar even j cole in some ways mm. um when she rhymes the end, there's some fancy word in poetry and what this is. Um, but when she rhymes every end of the lyric bar, the word with the next one mm. and does that for like four in a row. Okay. Yeah. That, that happens with a lot of other people. And I, I kind of wish that I feel like Kendrick and people like that, that stature get more, Oh, I'm rapping like Kendrick versus putting it back to Nikki. Mm-hmm. So, I'd I'd be curious <laughs> for you to I want you to pull up and maybe if you get an example we'll keep going here but I want mm-hmm. you to pull up an example of a song where maybe she does that that you can think of or like a moment where we can make a comparison because I'd, I'd be curious and I want to look at the timeline just just to, just out of curiosity oh know. just to see well Nikki was out before no no of like yeah before and she has even in her mixtapes and beat me up like yeah. she started with caricatures of herself so. Of course. 
I definitely think that that was the first time that that was kind of mainstream. Yeah. Okay. Put in mainstream that. before him. So I agree. You can start there. I'd be also curious to say is that, is that, just to, to extend it, to challenge, is that a sign of mastery? Because Nikki is a master writer. Is that a sign of mastery that you can use those sort of literary tactics. devices or tactics? And that's maybe just a sign of like, they've all just reached this level. So they, everyone does it at this level. I think that she made it a sign of mastery. Okay. Mm, I, I, I think that, that, I think that, that because, aspired, yeah, yeah, that other people okay. aspired, she set that bar. I'm not saying she invented it, but people, because she did it so well and maybe was one of the first to master it, mm -hmm. people say, oh, w when I can do this, I know that I'm a top tier rapper. Okay. Mm. Copy. We like that. I love it. I love it. That's, a great take. <laughs> That's how you show your work. Yeah. That's how you show your work. Yeah. Yeah. Come on now. Yeah. Show your work. <laughs> she gave us one of the best proofs. We got there you go. There, there you go. So yeah, definitely let us know. Let us know how you feel about that, whether you agree or not. Um, quickly want to shout out my dog, Bryson Tiller. Talk to you this week. Uh, different Christmas. I, I enjoyed it. Um, there was some really good songs on there. Um, I didn't love every song. Maybe like four out of seven. I really liked it. I didn't like the Justin Bieber one. Pooh Bear smoked it. Pooh Bear's part Shout out I Pooh Bear. Pooh Bear went crazy People on that. Bieber was, Bieber was I, Tiller's verse was cool, but Pooh Bear made it uh, like mm -hmm. really enjoyable for me. The first track was a great opener. Dope. Yeah. yeah it was yeah. super strong. I'm like, yeah. oh, he's going to kill this. Yeah, because he, he like lulled you in and mm -hmm. then brought in that, that trap, trap soul type Bryce stuff. Bryson Tiller, on Christmas. a signature sound. Mm -hmm. He does have a signature sound. <laughs> uh, that's what I'm saying, y'all. Like, you don't got to be the best rapper. You don't got to be the best singer. You got to have a sound. Have something that regardless. people can go to just you for. Exactly. When you have a people Bryson Tiller People got to say it's mood. a you sound. Yeah. It's you. Yeah. So. And that's it. Yeah, definitely agree. The opener was dope. The uh, Kiana Lidey. Yeah, she bodied that. Yeah, presence was hard. Body. That's the first. If you want us to start off and go straight to the hitter, start <laughs> off with that song for presence, real. No, yeah. she killed that. I was like, who is this girl? I almost didn't recognize her. Mm -hmm. Yeah, I haven't heard it yet, so I'm just nodding in affirmation for all of this. I'm so happy that he decided to do a Christmas a Christmas joint because yeah. that's normally something I don't can't remember. Oh, lies. Tyler the Creator. Yeah, he did one. Did that's an amazing one with mm -hmm. a Grinch movie. Yeah. a couple years ago. Mm -hmm. Oh my gosh, you would love that since you're okay. a music guy. The production is impeccable. Yeah, mm -hmm. most most of the songs don't have a lot of lyrics on them even. Okay. Um, so you, you, that's definitely like a spaddle. What is it called? Spatial type mm -hmm. of audio. Yeah. yeah, it's type of audio mm -hmm. that you can just like sit and vibe to. You feel the sounds coming in if, from different. Areas. Yeah, it feels so good. I like to listen to music that feels like uh, it can be in a soundtrack to like a movie or a show. Of course. <laughs> that definitely. It, well, it is a soundtrack, but it, you definitely get that vibe from there. I love that. I love that. Yeah. Quick question, just to sure. pull this out a little bit. I keep thinking about a friend of ours made a, a, a critique, and I always think about this anytime we talk about Christmas albums. He said that when artists that we guess, I guess that we haven't heard from in a lot, in a consistent round, I mean, Tiller's put out a project recently, mm -hmm. but like that artists typically do Christmas albums when there's nothing else to do. What is your thoughts? <laughs> what are y'all thoughts on that? I I, I don't like agree. Taking, taking time to make Christmas music when there's I guess other things to be done, or they're not I guess where they should be or want to be as an artist. I see it as you think it doesn't follow. It's just like the, they're I, two separate things. I that could be true. Mm -hmm. That could be true, especially for somebody like Bryson specifically who doesn't really. He doesn't have a huge social media presence. We don't hear from him often. Yeah, we mm -hmm. don't hear. He's more mysterious. Yeah. He doesn't put out um, that much of his own projects. Like, you kind of got to wait for yeah. him to come out out of the woodworks, <laughs> out of his little shadows. Mm -hmm. 
but I see it more from a business standpoint. Like Christmas stuff has the bag. Like mm-hmm. Mariah Carey dropped <laughs> one song, and it c- keeps coming back and coming mm-hmm. back, and it still makes her money. I think it. I think it's more of a money grab yeah. opportunity than than oh, there's nothing else to do because it still requires a significant type of work, and I. I actually think it's some. It might be something harder than we think. Is oh no, hundred percent making creative yeah. holiday music. I mean, it's the book has already been written. Yeah, and then you know that's why people just do covers at that point mm-hmm. of Christmas songs. And yeah, it's very rare to catch one mm-hmm. that goes crazy. That's an original joint. That's why I love Bieber's Christmas album so much because he has like original joints on there, like Christmas Eve. I don't, I don't think that's a remake. Of Ariana Grande too. Ariana, yeah, she did one too. Yeah, yeah. Hers is up there for me. Yeah. Up there, I gotta, mm-hmm. I gotta hear them. Yeah. I also have the argument that for Christmas albums to go nuclear the way you think they should, <laughs> they gotta be clean. To go Mariah, yeah, yeah, because they kids, gotta be clean. Kids they gotta, gotta be clean. Kids if you, gotta catch if you on. want it to go where it can go, like all I want for Christmas for you, like it's gotta be clean. Mm-hmm. And that's what Bryson did: seven clean songs, and and like, oh, he did clean joints. Yes, oh, okay. seven clean songs. He 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 did a cover of a. Yeah, yeah, that, that joint. Um, he did that one with somebody else. Um, but yeah, yeah. So I, I, I agree. I agree. You have to walking in a winter wonderland. Walking. Thank you. I think also it's harder to go nuclear to go Mariah mm-hmm. because we ingest so much music. Mm-hmm. I would say the book has been written though. Like when you like that's like we we're talking about. Like it's hard to do holiday mm-hmm. music yeah. it's just hard it, it's just there's not much wiggle room there mm-hmm. not much space but i feel like there's a few criteria that all the ones that have gone crazy have and i think being clean like being clean it, you gotta be able to play it at the christmas party <laughs> with the yts like 100%. you know what i'm saying like it, it gotta work it gotta work yeah yeah so um definitely definitely uh, enjoyed that project and um yeah, so that's our chat. Let's jump into our employee of the month real quick. Shout out to the guy, Rob Markman, <laughs> VP Content Strategy at Genius. Shout out to you, our employee of the month. Let's get into the tunes. I'm ready to hear some music. I don't know about y'all, but let's uh-huh. let's do it. The best song wasn't the single, but you weren't either. All right, so we have a guest here, as y'all know, as it's not clear, she's been bringing the takes, but she's got some heat for us as well. So what song did you bring for us to play? Wait, I actually forgot, so hold on. Let me pull it up. (laughs) Second week in a row, I guess. forgot. (laughs) Talking about a lot of stuff. Right, right. We've been having so much fun here. I go with my emotions, you know. You brought a song that I've heard, but not this version, is what you said to me Mm -hmm. when we were talking off camera. Oh, no, no, no. So this one I think you've heard, mm. but there's another version of this song. That oh, you that, okay. Heard. But cool. the one I'm sharing is the one that you've heard. Run it back. I don't want to surprise you too much. <laughs> it's Borderline with My Adams, right? Mm-hmm. Is that the one I said? Yeah. Okay. Hiatus Coyote, Borderline with My Adams. Let's jump into it. Shout out to Napalm. Thanks.
She got to do a colors. The lead singer. They should honestly the whole band should do a colors. It gives that me that be, kind of vibe. It would be beautiful. Yeah. This also came out in 2015. Mm. It's a, one of my. It's a. It's an album. It still hits. It's a great it's album. Still. Choose hits. your weapon. Yeah. Hiatus Coyote. Love got, love them. They got a couple bangers on there mm. on that album. Uh, if I, you want to go check it out, I, I Anderson Pack has sampled that album. Mm-hmm. Uh, Ninth Wonder has sampled from that album. Mm-hmm. Oh, a bunch of people have sampled from this album. Like mm. current music has been sampled from this album. Mm. Good to know. I'm definitely check this out. I'm so happy you didn't know it, Armand. Yeah, yeah. No, you put me on. Oh, wait, you, you never on. heard of Hiatus? I, I've I've seen the name. I'd never. I probably heard the music and didn't know that I was hearing the music. So having like a focus, like oh, I'm searching the song, I'm playing it, so I can play it later, and then hearing that, I was like, oh, sh- no, nah, oh, I'm like, not the I, same. I need to tap in fully. <laughs> oh, okay. like, I need to know that I'm tapping. That's in. what I be listening to. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> in I'm, case you ain't already and, know, and, and this is very much you. The instrumentation, yeah, the, you know the vocal performance. This is very a very Nick song. So. And that's the tip of the iceberg on that one. Mm-hmm. Oh my god, that project is crazy. But there is there is a counter project to this. So the lead vocalist, Nate Palm. Dropped uh, album where she performs the whole album mm-hmm. acoustically, Ooh. and she like riffs and adds a little bit extra vocal components and bodies it. And some of her versions are even original than the than the first version. So mm-hmm. if you want to check that out and dive even deeper into the rat hole, do that. I do love some acoustics, so definitely with that. Um, let's jump into our next slide. What did you bring, good sir? So I brought a joint from a brother that I saw. I get I did get the chance to meet him um, at the show. Shout out to Hush. He opened up for Hush. This is a dude who I was thoroughly impressed by. Rapper. I know y'all I always think I bring the singers, but I got a rapper today. <laughs> so, you know, I do listen to the, the raps. Um, but this is a dude by the name of Zero McKenzie. He's a Brooklyn guy. Uh, this is produced by Ezro. Damari or Ezra, Ezra Damari, mixed by Flair. I don't know your name. Is it Flair or Lord Flarington? I looked you up on IG. It Lord, <laughs> Lord Flarington. We're just going to give love to Flair. Mastered by Joe Laporta. This song is Moving Date by Zero McKenzie. Turn me up, son. Yo, it's been a minute since I rap like this. It's been a minute since I felt some shit. It's been a minute since I took a minute to think and digest my shit. It's been a minute shit I can't admit. But I've been going through the motion and emotions so I can make this hit perfect. Try to find my image and purpose to make it worth it. Lately been indulging in nothing but women with expensive purses like Tory Burches thinking they're fancy because they writing cursive on the bottom line. I ain't got no dollar sign to sign that line I used to think that I'd be fine with just a peace of mind Until my car to sit decline, I got my shit refined I'm on another, another time I need me all the chips for everybody that I'm rocking with I'm down with all the shits, not everybody I hit jumping ship, I can't say I got a fucking plan But understand that when I jump, I stay my fucking lane Damn Making a change I finally got a check, now I'm making some change My papa told me that I'm grown now I gotta hold my own now I'm moving on my own now Making a change. I finally got a check now. I'm making some change. My papa told me that I'm grown now. I gotta hold my own now. I'm moving on yo now. Traveling different places. Been on the road. I'm on the road. It's different mm. Yeah, 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 yeah. I always. So one thing I love. If it's gonna be hip hop, I love big records. I like mm-hmm. records that have sounds, instrumentation. I love the way the chords lifted. The way that the, when, the, when the hook came in, the bass went up crazy. I just. And I like bass lines, moving bass lines, active bass lines. So I really loved it. 
I he like was on the pocket too. That's what I'm saying. Yeah, yeah he's a decent and rapper. Th- if I'm if I'm not mistaken, I believe he opened the show with that too. So like that in a crazy sound system was I was it like immediately caught your attention, and that's what I like about the record is an immediate attention grabber, and it's like oh, and I mean, dude performed, rapped it, very great. Um, yeah. So I, I really love that record. Shout out to Zero McKenzie on that one, man. Yeah, definitely hard, definitely hard. Good gem. Yeah, shout out to you for putting us on to that. And to close, I brought a record. It was one of my favorite songs from uh, 2016. I was like combing through my old playlist, and okay. I stumbled upon this. I was like, yo, I loved this song five years ago, and I haven't <laughs> listened to it in so long. So bringing it to y'all, this is Girls by Internet James, produced by Chef Red. It's for the girls, I meet around the world It's for the girls, I love around the world It's for the girls, I meet around the world It's for the girls, I love around the world It's just midge with a sweater to cover up my Beretta She covers up my Beretta, but never ask any questions I like them girls from the know ya, swear they no limit soldiers They'll bust this Glock out the window and bounce that ass like they supposed That's like my girl down in Texas Texan from Paris, she make me crepes, then we French kiss in front of both of her parents. My baby mother from the bay, she so Oakland is crazy. She still get hyphy up on Mac Dre and her mama's Mercedes. My baby mother in Memphis, we ain't spoke in a minute, but I might slide through for some ribs and the discuss how she feeling. That's just my style, you know that's just how I like them. That's just my style, you know that's just how I like them. This for the girls, I meet around the world. It's for the girls, I love around the world. That's so funny. I was listening to him like, wait, where's dude from? And I'm like, like nigga. but you know what? He's from, uh, I was like, is he from DC? It was given DC in my mind. Mm-hmm. Dude's from uh, uh, Silver Spring. Silver Spring, Maryland. Wow. PG in Montgomery County. Mm-hmm. Wow. He was making he looked, a lot of Cali references too, which is interesting. Probably, he probably went, I don't know if he went out there. Shout mm-hmm. out to the engineer though. The mm-hmm. I love when the music goes yeah. from one. Panning, left yes. and right. Yeah, yeah. It's amazing. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Yeah, so that is Girls by Internet James. Shout out to all of you for bringing those incredible slides. Listeners, if you would like to access and listen to our slides yourselves, the Stay Busy Slide Deck playlist is available on all platforms. Hit the link tree in our IG and Twitter bio. If you would like a slide added, whether you're a listener or an artist who wants us to check out your music, hit us at Stay Busy Pod on Twitter and IG or email us at staybusypod at gmail.com. Now, we're going to, going to get into our interview with our guest soon, but we brought something new for her. <laughs> We're starting something new with you. So, in honor of you being a part of Game Night Live, we wanted to do our own fun little hip hop game night with some fun trivia. Now, you will get um, some, you know, some short answer questions. You will get some true or false questions, some multiple choice, and some finish the lyrics. Wow! It's but it's it's only six questions, and I, I if feel- I get all these wrong, you can't use this segment. <laughs> okay. Like, like, <laughs> okay. That's part of the fun. That's the producer part. That's the producer. I, I, we, well, we produced this no, this I'm, game, I'm, I'm so you're going to enjoy it. We're going to love it. We're going to keep it natural. I, no pressure. I figured you were a good sport. We played to your strengths, though, I think. Yeah. I think we played to your strengths. In 100%. Oh, okay. Yeah. Yes. I'm curious to see what you think my strengths are. We'll, we'll, we'll see. see. Kick mm-hmm. it off, brother. <laughs> All right. 
Now, this one, if you've been outside, you, you strike me as an outside person. Oh. You will know this answer. Okay. In the song, Blow the Whistle by Too Short, how many hours did Too Short say he would last? I'm so bad with lyrics. Girl. <laughs> I go on and on. Can't, Can't understand how I last so long. long. I'm going to have superpowers. superpowers. 3,000 some, some hours. I don't know. <laughs> last 225,000 hours. Am I right? I'm right, right? You are right. Yeah, that's two, it's 225,000 hours. 225,000, great. Okay, that's all right. We still good. We still good. We got next one. That's a warm up question. See, you knew that you knew the lyrics. That's what I said. Mm-hmm. You was outside. You, you've been outside. Before. I know the the melody. Yeah, mm-hmm. <laughs> I mean, you, you knew it. Yeah. Um. So I'll go with mine. Um. How many questions were asked in Fifty Cent and Nate Dogg's Twenty One Questions? It's a trick question. You want me like somebody would have to have counted each question. Just take a guess. Take a guess. Uh, if I wrote you a love letter, would you write back? <laughs> <laughs> what is that? That, that's one. <laughs> that's one of, uh, of several. The thing where he's talking about the bus. Would you ride the bus with yeah. me? Burger King. Uh huh. I don't know. We're gonna say six, seven. <laughs> a, li- a little more than that. It was going to be more than 21. 22. Oh. 50 Cent asked 18, and Nate asked four questions. Great. So 22. Isn't that ironic? Oh. They wrote 21 questions. Mm-hmm. But 22, 22 were Nobody asked. cares about that. Uh. No, meaning meaning nobody cares about the actual number of questions. Oh, right. Oh, yeah, 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 yeah. Like, right. yeah, yeah, yeah. I, w- I mean, as a writer, I would think they would ask it to come up with 21. But I guess, anyways, whatever. Yeah. Maybe, <laughs> right. maybe I, don't, I don't take 50 for being anal like that. Mm. You don't take him. For I don't that? think so. Yeah, really? I, I don't think. I don't you would think be so. Either. I feel like I don't think so. he's like. Nah, this shit goes. No, of course. If it if it goes and we hey, we, it just happened to be twenty two. Mm-hmm. It is what it is. <laughs> um, true or false? Missy Elliott is the only female rapper to have six albums certified platinum by the RIAA. True. It is true. Correct. All right. That's my favorite female rapper. Mm. See, did we say we playing to your strengths? So this, uh, you know, you said you're not good with lyrics, but I think you're going to get this one. This is a finish this lyric question. I come from Bed-Stuy where niggas either do or they gon' die. Got to keep the ratchet close by. The buzzer already? We're not going to. So tell her, tell her the artist. Lil' Kim lighters up. I'm bad with lyrics. Okay. Right. Okay. The 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 subsequent lyrics were someone murdered, nobody seen, nobody heard it, just another funeral service. It was a great song. You remember that song? Light it up. Yes, but doesn't mean I knew the lyrics. <laughs> That's fine. Okay. All right. We're trying. We're trying. It's okay. <laughs> we're trying. <laughs> All right. Um. Okay. Well, this is another lyrics question, but killing me, killing me, killing me. These Set are me up. these are like they're good questions. I feel like people who are listening to this can appreciate the depth of these questions. <laughs> So this is multiple choice. So if you don't even know the lyric, you can just guess. Multiple choice. In the song, You and ITY by Queen Latifah, what did she say to the guy that called her out her name in the first verse? Did she, A, ask him to say it with his chest, B, punch him dead in his eye, C, told him that she would get her brother to beat him up? Yes. I punched him dead in his eye and said, who you call it? There we go. Love that song. All right. All right. Y. Fun fact about that. That's one song. Sorry, mom. That's one song that my dad used to play in the car when it was just me and my sister. Mm-hmm. 
And my dad don't really listen to hip hop. So that's like that and another two. You think he was sending a message, a subliminal? No, like it was the one song that that had cussing on it that we would be like little kids listening to. My mom Mm. was not playing with it. Mm. My dad, my dad too, don't really, they don't really listen to music with like cussing and like that. Mm. Um, But it was the one song that when it came on on shuffle, he had a creative. Y'all remember creatives? Like the, the MP3 player creative? No. Really. Anyways, <laughs> most people had iPods. My dad is a is a contrarian, mm. so he got he got a creative, um, and so that song would come on, and I just remember knowing I know all the words to that song because I've been listening to it since I was a kid. So Aww, there it is. That's great. Your last question, another multiple choice question, has to do with lyrics, but you don't have to finish any bars. You just have to, you know. Again, you can guess. So, which of these is not something Remy Ma stated she looks too good for in Conceited? This is my favorite song. It's an incredible this is one song. Of my favorite song. Do you know the lyrics to this one? Yeah, but finish this question, and then you can ask a bonus question. <laughs> okay. <laughs> so which of these is not something Remy Ma stated she looks too good for and conceited? A, this necklace. B, to be having kids. C, to be packing spliffs. C, what? <laughs> Correct. All right. You, you, good job. Good job. You did great. I, you, I'm, you I'm, went, thank you for being a good sport about this. <laughs> you went three for six in our If you have game. another question about conceited, <laughs> though, that is a legendary song. Mm, I, I wish I counted how many things she said she looked too good for. So mm-hmm. I, I would have asked you that again, but mm-hmm. it's fine. You did great. Yeah, you, you did, did well. great. Then. You did well for our inaugural game no night. One, no one's questioning your status Absolutely of anything. Not. You're amazing. And now you're the My standard. lack of memory does not um, amount to my passion. Come on now. <laughs> Come on now. That's right. Absolutely. We don't know every fact of everything. <laughs> Thank yeah. you. It's impossible. It's unrealistic. Speaking of passion, let's jump right into this interview. So, um, I'm I'm intrigued, you know, well, one thing about you I realized when I interacted with you and found you on social media is how intentional you are about uplifting women. Like you like literally you, your Twitter username is Cardi B and Meg have have, have a Grammy. <laughs> and like I think that speaks for itself. So I'm I'm curious, you know, beyond music is that is is women's empowerment, you know, independence, women's fortitude was that something that was that you like were big on like when you were younger prior to getting into music was it something that was kind of taught to you or was it something that you discovered on your own well um I think growing up I didn't realize this until maybe older when I got into my early 20s that every time I've leveled up in life or kind of changed phases in life Mm -hmm. a woman has helped push me there Mm -hmm. whether that be my mother um you know who didn't put me in preschool and home home taught me at home mm-hmm. uh she was a stay at home for a while so she had a lot of impact on me too the first woman i got my college scholarship because a woman suggested me for it. all my most influential mentors are women um angie for sure mm-hmm. um so i always had a special relationship to women and not a lot of women get to say that another woman has kind of passed them the torch at each phase in life. So I just, I feel like it's my duty almost to continue that narrative because so many people have helped me so much. And, you know, women, there's so many negative stereotypes that Mm -hmm. we don't help each other, that Mm -hmm. we're catty, this and that and the third, which I don't subscribe to any of that because we're all human beings and men have their own vices too. <laughs> men are prideful. Yeah. It just, you know, we, we all have their our own subgroups. So I feel like as long as I'm doing my part to make sure I'm setting positive light, then I feel happy about it. And that doesn't mean I like all women either. Right. Come on. That's <laughs> also unrealistic. Yeah, that's unrealistic. <laughs> but I, I, I make sure to, I feel like I want to shed the positive light as much as I you can. You don't get so. the benefit of the doubt. You're going to, yeah. hey, let me help us just out. Like, yeah. let, me, let me at least, let me at least look out. 
And exactly. And I want one of my pillars is like, I want women to be recognized. Like it's wonderful to be a beautiful looking woman, Mm -hmm. but I want women to be recognized and respected for the work that they put out for their passions, for for the stuff that withstands outer appearance. Mm -hmm. We love that. Yeah. So tell us about growing up in Miami. Um, you know, what, what what was the household like? Was what type of music was playing, playing around you? And how did you develop what, whether you're, whether you were passionate about what you do now throughout your whole life or how, how did you find that interest to where you wanted to pursue this? Well, my dad, um, you know, grew up in the eighties was a b-boy oh that's fire yeah wrapped he grew up in new york my both of my parents are originally from new york mm. um b-boy uh hung out with you know like the crews that jay-z was in like he has like some wild third person type of stories <laughs> uh he went to the rival high school at one point that j-lo went from j-lo went to like he grew up in that era so i've listened to that music also hip-hop it's like one genre of music that I listen to. My dad always made sure he's like, you know, all that, all those words to that song, but do you know this country song or do Mm. you know this? My dad has a really expansive taste of music. He's Afro Cuban. So we listen to Hector Lavoe, a lot of salsa. Um, I would push his boundaries and we listen to like Brazilian music and yeah, really, really pushes us. Also, he plays the bongos. Oh, fire. Uh, Yeah. So, I love drums, anything um, acoustic. A lot of religious Latin music has a lot of drum mm-hmm. components too. Um, and my mom, <laughs> my mom is Croatian. So she has a very interesting um, selection of music. But I really got my ear to just listen to everything. I'll give anything one listen. Yeah. For sure. For sure. Because you never know. Maybe the whole song is not a hit. But a component, I'll be like, oh, but the the keys they used here, there was something special. If they would have implemented that more, it would have, you know, pushed the song further. And also my dad was, um, he was a performer. He was yeah. a, like, actor. And he also used to work um, in the mailroom of Atlantic back mm. in the day. Wow. Which I didn't find out until I got my first industry do- job. And he was like, hey, I have this old sweatshirt <laughs> from Atlantic. I'm <laughs> like, dude, that's what? not even their logo anymore. It was, like, <laughs> called Atlantic Records, mm. like, yeah, yeah, in yeah. full. Um, so I feel like destiny, I kind of ended up in the place where I needed to be. Mm. Um, so, yeah. And I just want to be able to kind of change some of the ways music does business <laughs> now because there's a lot of bad unmoral business being done and that i see and mm-hmm. we need some of the heart back right doing it for the passion and the love yeah i'm curious so as before i let go candy electric slide music is to a cookout and hector lavo is to like a afro-cuban party what is like what the croatians bumping to like what y'all listening to? <laughs> um, Croatians love Adele. For mm, really? Okay. Yeah. They love uh, Yeba. Mm. Yeah, yeah, yeah. High pitched voices. Um, their music is like more folk. Okay. Type of type type of music. There's the Croatian rap too. I'm about to say, put us on as a Cro- yeah. Croatian artist. I'm gonna be honest. I'm not listening. I'm not jamming. Okay. That. okay I don't know. I'm, I'm gonna be honest. Sorry to my mom. Classics. What's the classics? Sorry to my mom. After this, I will give. I will send y'all some yeah. <laughs> some we'll songs. Some songs. You're not gonna understand the word that they're saying. That's okay. But, we gonna feel them. <laughs> music but, is a universal language. Yeah. But uh, yeah, I don't know. I got, I would have to ask my mom. She probably can come up with a whole list of those joints. Mm. We love that. So coming from uh, Miami, a super warm place. Now, I, 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 
given the conversation we had before we started recording, you mm-hmm. initially went to Cuse Newhouse for broadcast journalism. You transitioned. So Newhouse, I think that would get anyone from around the country to come up there. But how difficult was that transition going from beach weather all year round to cold ass Syracuse? <laughs> the only reason I went to Syracuse, well, not the only reason, right? There's other reasons you want to say, mm-hmm. was really because I'm first generation. Mm-hmm. Uh, I was going where the money was going. I needed as much money as possible to go to college. I reside where it resides. Yes. So shout out to Posse Scholarship that paid. I was a Posse finalist. Oh, good for you. That's crazy. Good for you. Shout out to Posse. They they changed my life. Took a shot on me. Shout out out to all my Posse mates. I love you guys. Um, You know, the whole inception of that scholarship is that they send you with a group of people who they get you acquainted with for eight months before you set off. So you kind of have like a core group. Mm. So you never feel alone, um, especially coming from somewhere like Miami and going, you know, somewhere cold. And then I just happened to find out that Syracuse had one of the best supposedly communication schools, mm-hmm. which apparently they do because half of your guests are from Syracuse yeah, University. Yeah. Shout out to us. Mm-hmm. Um, Everywhere. Um, so the reason why I went there was really because of my scholarship, but ended up loving it because of one, the resources. Mm. Um, and I pivoted from broadcast journalism to television, radio and film. And when I graduated, I ended up taking a year off from school to decide if entertainment was really what I wanted. Um, Cause I could have went the tech route, um, okay. which is very <laughs> profitable Yeah. Uh, in project management. I want to do like project management. Oh, and tech. Copy. Yeah. And I decided, no, let me just try it. My dad was like, you went to school, um, you know, you first in the family, like, just try it out for a year. A year goes by fast. Move to New York. Give it a shot. If it doesn't work out, you can always come back and get you a regular job. Shout yeah. out, dad, real quick. Let's yeah. just, that's that's love. Yeah, yeah, no, I love him. Because that, that takes mm-hmm. all the pressure off. Yeah. That takes the pressure yeah. off of, like, fulfilling expectations. And it's not like, now nah, I can, I can just try. I can go. I can. Wow, mm-hmm. that's amazing. No yeah. parent support. I, it, it's rare. I I have a I come from a two parent household, mm-hmm. which I credit so much of my upbringing to. Yeah, Shout yeah. out to my parents. They worked. I watched them work really hard at jobs that they honestly hated. Yeah. So I think that came from my dad really wanting to be like, yo, even if you're a flight attendant, if you waking up every day and you love, feel like yeah. you really like it and you're happy, like. That's all he really wanted from me. So he's like, if you, that's what you want to do, girl, try it. I love that. Um, did I have to sleep on floors for eight months <laughs> when I first moved out here? Did I, you know, had to kind of really do a lot of soul searching? Yeah, but I'm still making my way. Mm-hmm. Talk about that time. Talk about what did you find in your soul when you were searching? Um, deciding when I first came in, I thought that I was going to be like you guys, like mm-hmm. on hair host in front mm-hmm. of the camera type of thing. Um, and I decided that I didn't want to do the upkeep as a woman, the hair, the makeup, no, the, okay. yeah, the yeah. like on type of you thing. Have no help. Yeah, yeah, the, the 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 on type of stuff that, and I respect so much to my peers. Shout out to Nyla, who's phenomenal. Love her. Nyla's yeah, no, she's she is phenomenal at what she does. Um, who really know how to just like turn it on and be present. I I I thought that that's what I wanted. Um, I tried out. I had a podcast for a little bit on women in hip hop. Yeah. <laughs> Which did, is why we put the game that way. Wouldn't, didn't, yeah, but it was only three episodes. Oh my God. <laughs> we didn't make the cut. We were one of the dying podcasts, but it's okay. But I don't feel negative about that because I'm very much, if I'm into something, I'm going to try it. Mm-hmm. If of I'm course. into designing sneakers one day, like I'm going to try it for a little bit. I'm very, I, I'm going to be one of those old women who are like, I think I want to learn Mandarin and yeah. I'm going to do it. I want to exactly. go up the Mount Everest. Like I'm, exactly. I'm one of those type of people. Um, but 
back to your question about uh, the soul searching thing, um, I decided that I I wanted to be a more mysterious type of person behind mm-hmm. the scenes. Okay. Um, and I feel like those I was better utilizing to push and uplift someone who can be in front of the camera mm-hmm. um, to push their project forward. I'm say because you're not shy. <laughs> I'm not. <laughs> not you're not all. shy. You're gregarious. <laughs> you don't come off. That I way. would use the word gregarious. At all. Oh, interesting. Very, yeah. I, I think it depends on the place where I'm in because mm-hmm. I like to kind of feel out. So if you're giving me good vibes, good mm-hmm. energy, I'm going to be like, yeah, yeah I'm going to settle. But if you're a little bit standoffish, I'm going to, you know, you're feed. Gonna stand off yeah, too, I'm going yeah, yeah. to feed into that. Maybe I'll try to, depending on the day, I might try to loosen you up, but I don't really push too yeah, much. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Also, too, I come into contact with so many people who are really loud and mm. bright and it's let them Yeah, it's not even overwhelming because I enjoy them, but mm. I let them do them. I mm. think I can kind of be a chameleon and, and work mm-hmm. and work around those spaces. You give what needs is what's needed. Yeah. I think what I see for myself is later on I'll tap back into maybe being in front mm. no. in some type of form. Mm. Like how how Courtney um, from Power, the mm-hmm. executive, how she does interviews and stuff like that in that way. Or Ava DuVernay, mm-hmm. how you know her, but she also is a behind the scenes com- kind of person. Like when I'm out there promoing my new project or something, Love but that. not like an on-hair host and stuff like that. I don't think that's my place. <laughs> Got you. Got you. Um, so I am curious, more like more personally, you know, a lot of us are defined by our careers the the things that things that we do whether well, this is good the, the job that we have something like that and like th- that's one of the most frustrating things like i love that people acknowledge me as oh you're the writer or you're the podcaster yeah. but there's more to me like i i love wrestling i love mental health i love a lot of other things so aside from this like what do you like to do for fun i've seen pictures of you hiking before oh like, yeah, yeah. you're a nature like, person <laughs> um I wouldn't say that because I hate bugs. Okay. <laughs> I hate bugs. I think I I love the ocean. Mm. I'm very spiritually connected to the ocean. I think that's the place where I go to cleanse, to recharge. I can just sit there and chill. I love the beach. I love the water. I'm definitely a fish in a past life. Love that. Yeah, definitely <laughs> a fish. So I think that's kind of where my nature thing stops. I'm not into the so much of the woods like i'm not okay. camping i'll glamp but i'm not camping <laughs> would you would you go to a cabin in the woods yeah but not, not for sleeping under the stars yeah just but not for that long mm. like i can't be out there oh yeah weekend is fine mm. i could do that with a big group of people the long weekend like a thursday to sunday yeah but a big group of people because <laughs> emphasis people on the group. Get, jason Voorhees people comes get out, lost know? and taking all types of things yeah. happen out there and i'm just not really good with that um but other things i enjoy are food we were talking about that before we got on here that's a separate podcast oh my podcast about food i want to visit all the michelin star restaurants in america that's that's an amazing task yeah and then i would love to then expand that into michelin stars globally globally what's your favorite food do you watch food docs and like i watch a lot of food vlogs Okay. Like not a mukbang, but people who travel. Yeah, travel. Yeah, who What's travel and be like the, the five best. Mm, you gonna make me look it up, huh? Yeah, well, look him <laughs> up. I'll, I'll share a few. I love Chef's Table on Netflix. Mm. That's an amazing series. Shows uh, most of those restaurants are Michelin starred. Mm. They they walk through the whole lives of the chefs and how they got to where they're at. I will literally go home and just watch Gordon Ramsay videos and just watch this dude cook. Don't get it day. twisted though. Like I love a Michelin star, but I like when they're like. 
the the seven best curries in Jamaica. Mm. And it'd be like these two huts or this guy in this house, <laughs> mad random. That's, that's funny. Yeah, I that's, love that. That's the type of stuff I'm trying to see. Like, I'm trying to see like that one lady who got this broken down, half broken down truck, and she's serving these ices out the yeah, back. Like, off of the rim a, of an old tire. Yeah. It's with her bare hands. And you're like. And been doing it that way for 50 years. Right. And, and she, they met the health department once. <laughs> yeah. Because there ain't one in these countries. I'm, I'm with it to do all that. I'm also kind of with it to eat the weird stuff like yeah. like fear factor type food. Okay, let's stuff. talk about it. Let's like, talk about it. What's the weirdest thing? Yeah, let's weirdest fear. thing you ever eaten. Oh, okay. Um I recently had um like the intestines of a goat. Mm. Oh, that's light. He, that's not light that's to me. Very light. That's a not of, light to me. That's very light. Or tripe. Ugh. That's people light. love tripe. Menudo, I grew up no, in LA. Shout out to all my Mexican homies. Uh Menudo, that's that's very that's a staple. Mm. I never had tried. tried also, yeah. uh, in certain Japanese cultures, they do like a lot of raw meat. Mm, yep, like thinly sliced and cured. Um, I had raw pork for the first time. That's bold. Yeah, that's bold. My dad, funny enough, my dad's a musician. He plays. He, he found this group. He plays like he plays a lot of like San Monica Pier and stuff like that in, in L.A. And so this group hired him. That was like a Lithuanian church group. Uh huh. Random. <laughs> it's so random. It's like I wrote it. So they and <laughs> at the party, he told me he's like Nick. They served raw pork. They have a dish that's raw pork. Mm. What? I'm 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 dumbfounded. I don't think because I like a rare steak. I like medium rare. Yeah. I'll, I'll do all that. But raw pork is Mm-mm. different. Mm-mm. So Why is it me, different though? Because pork has like pork has parasites mm-hmm. or potential. There's a higher potential for for that to happen mm-hmm. with pork than anything else. So. What was the prep? Give me the whole. Stay busy as a food podcast. <laughs> like, I, we do it all. My thing is like, if I go to a re- a place and there's something bizarre like that on the menu, or like people are content. What happened was that the people in front of me ordered it, then the people before that ordered it. Like I was like, what? Oh, you y'all, got food FOMO? Yeah, like y'all are really eating this. Okay, everybody's good in here. I don't know about let the me raw just, pork, Let me just though, try it. Different. Did I finish it? No, I didn't. What was it like? It It's like, it tastes what you think it would taste like, honestly. Was it cubes? Was it like pieces of wood? No, it was like sliced thin. Mm. Okay. Yeah, so like a loin. Sliced. Yeah, okay. it was like thinly so sliced. Meat, not really fat. Yeah, it looked like, you know when you go to the Korean barbecues and that... that the uh, brisket. Yes, yes, thinly sliced. It I was like brisket. to... Uh, to that yeah. nature mm-hmm. So I was kind of Thinking I was getting That type of feel But it just didn't hit Also I'm Cuban Like we like our Benid fried yes. Seasoned That's why I'm and saying The raw This didn't, this didn't the have This It was It, it didn't It wasn't, it wasn't giving, giving me that It was it taking wasn't giving, more Than it was giving No it wasn't It wasn't giving that And they served it With like this weird Like coleslaw thing That you were supposed to put In the middle And wrap it up it, See, I just, we're doing too much to dress it up as I, if it like just put that thing on the dang. We're, we're trying to pretend like it's not raw pork that we eat, so we add lettuce wraps with, but look, with but radish. It's a story and, to tell, though. So no, it's a course. story to tell. I'm I'm proud of you for trying it. Oh, thank that's you. And I'm here. I made it. That's the extent of what I would do. See, I would eat like fugu or like you know like mm-hmm. just blowfish poisons. I would take those type of risks, mm-hmm. but like, bruh. Raw pork? Can we eat raw pork? Sorry to the vegans. <laughs> yeah. Sorry to the vegans. You can't, we, we can't relate. Yeah. Who's Gregory? My cousin. Oh. <laughs> He's vegan. He's Plant very based poppy, he calls himself. He's Wait, vegan. how are you a foodie though if you're like Mr. Kombucha healthy person? What you mean? I do both. <laughs> my mom growing up 
Growing up, my mom was very health conscious. Um, so we was, I would eat like, I would like, I was that kid that liked Kashi cereal and like none of the sweet cereal. Mm-hmm. And then my dad, we'd go with me and my dad, and we're eating Wiener Schnitzel, we're eating Taco Bell, we eating <laughs> In N Out, we eating everything, right? So I had that balance. Like, mm-hmm. I could do both. I, my mom had been going to three grocery stores because she wanted to get her specific stuff from when I was a kid. So, been eating kale from a long time, been eating kombucha from a long time because that's just what she's on. Yeah, right? yeah. Um, but my dad is like, my dad is from Michigan. He's a regular dude, like steak and potatoes type guy. Like, so we was eating burgers, hot dogs, ribs all the time. So I have both. So when it's time to go eat, I do that. But so you say your mom was the one kind of like influenced you to have a large palate? Yeah, both of them. My, mm-hmm. my parents eat kind of like, that's just kind of like what they are. But definitely like my mom was like the one that inspired my healthy mm-hmm. side of it. Mm-hmm. Yeah. So yeah. I feel like it's usually the moms too. Yeah. Yeah. Going to eat though was always an. Ex- I have a really small family, so it was just the four of us. And going to eat was like always a special time to mm-hmm. like sit and to bond. Like in oh, New York wow. City, a lot of people eat in the go. They eat a slice of pizza while they're walking to their next spot, going mm-hmm. to the train. I see a lot of people eating and stand up, and I I like to be present and sit down and mm-hmm. have a full meal and order the drinks mm-hmm. always leave room for dessert yes. i want i really enjoy um coming together and 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 eating with someone and sometimes by myself too that's a different experience mm-hmm. obviously and i really only do that when it's something i really want to eat and ain't nobody got time for me i'm like well i need to go doing things <laughs> by yourself hits mm-hmm. it slaps very underrated but connecting it back to music, so you said you were talking mm-hmm. about earlier how you have a lot of dinners like in the music industry and like mm-hmm. that's like a, a thing to build community and whatnot. Mm-hmm. So how have you approached how have you felt about how do you feel about the music industry community as a whole? Like have you felt that you have friends there, like you real genuine relationships? Like what are your thoughts on that? Um I'm always being lately I've been being warned. Like, be careful about who's loyal to you and stuff. I, okay. Yeah. So Is your old it's telling you this? Hard, yeah. It's hard to be vulnerable when making new relationships okay. in the music industry, especially as a young person, because we're all fighting really hard at this level. And some of us are fighting in the same arenas. Like, you know, somebody next to me, might be hesitant if they're also trying to be a producer and pitch shows. They might be hesitant or uh, on-air host might not be cool with another young woman who's coming up who's also trying to be a DJ or on-air host. Um, so it's it's hard. And it would be unrealistic to say that it was hard because there's a certain level of competitiveness mm-hmm. that I, happens. I find I want to I want to bring up a point. I think about, you know, I think we have this strange thing. I think capitalism part of it, but... Um, of this scarcity mindset. I think that that speaks a little bit towards a scarcity mindset. I think there's enough opportunity out there, especially given the way the world is now with digital opportunities and things like that. There's, mm-hmm. there's enough for you to have a competitive edge mm-hmm. and want to be better than yourself, right? Mm-hmm. Like trying to be better than the person you were yesterday, but then also still bringing up the people that are coming up with you. You know what I'm saying? Yeah. Um, and so just, I, I see that a lot, you know, people feeling like, Hey, we're, you know, working at the same company. We both want this next job. You know, I'm, I'm not of the mindset to think that I have to one up the other person. I'm always going to put my best foot forward. Right. But if that person gets it and then that's, I look at it as that wasn't for me. 
you know what's for you is for that's you. that's great which is a, i think a challenging mindset to do because yeah. of course you have that those moments where people might even not be on that you know like yeah. i had people competing with me i'm just like dude i ain't worried about you mm-hmm. or like there, mm-hmm. I'm there trying are to see you win. so many people who think they should get the opportunities that you have not realizing the work that you put in to get there come like, on now and it's not that they don't deserve those opportunities. It's like you might not be ready for them. And Talk so that. I think social media is a big part. Like it causes a lot of comparison. Like if, if you flex, oh, like I was with this person or I did this thing and someone sees it and they crave that, they're like, oh, like he, he got that. Like, yeah, he, yeah, yeah. He, he might not have put the work. Bro, you don't realize I've been grinding for six years just to get this thing. And yeah, like, yeah. It might be another three before I get Come close on, to talk it. to it's him, like, Triple. Let him know. <laughs> I mean, it, <laughs> tell him, pipe down. Yeah, I mean, yo, it, it is, it's, it's a lesson I had to learn because I was that person a couple years ago. I was like, I should be writing for all these places. I should be doing all these things. But I, I wasn't ready. Like, I, I wasn't good enough. And I had to lock in on myself and make myself better yeah. rather than comparing to people who've been doing it longer than me. Man, so. shout out to you for that vulnerable statement, though, for real. Because self-reflection, not a, everybody doesn't do that sometimes yeah. to take accountability in that way, especially when we treat jealousy or envy as something so negative. We attach a negative feeling mm-hmm. towards it instead of regarding it as that's a human emotion. Mm-hmm. And jealousy should really just be something that you use as a factor to determine what you're passionate about. Yeah. So put the work in. yeah, you're really passionate about writing that you felt like those are the kind of opportunities that you wanted. I bet mm-hmm. after that you were able to hone in and be like, "How can I get these jobs? How can yeah. I get these opportunities?" Grammar. Let me my grammar title. Let me read some more Facts. writing. Great writing, right? Yeah, being, to inspire. Mm-hmm. Being at the place where you don't compare yourself to anyone is one of the most freeing, peaceful. Because you know what is ever. for you is for you. Yeah, and that's always going to be for you. And that's, I guess, the way I try to move in this world is, is that, like, look, like. There's just there's opportunity for everybody. You yeah. know what I'm saying? And if it was meant we were both in the running for it, mm-hmm. I'm not gonna sabotage you there, you know what I'm saying? I'm gonna put my best foot forward because I want it too. Mm-hmm. But if you get it, that was meant for you. And I'm blessed I'm it's a blessing that you have that, right? Because I'm gonna be blessed elsewhere. Mm-hmm. So that's yeah. I so, just make that point. <laughs> getting back to you and, and the work that you do. Working alongside Angie Martinez, a, a legend in in this game. That's natural class. <laughs> yeah, that's that's Shout out worthy, to her. Love her. worthy of applause. What is what's the biggest misconception that you've had that you've gained a true awareness of through working, you know, alongside a radio host and working in, you know, production for other things? Like what's something you thought going in and then having worked there, you're like, oh, that's not that's not what it is at all. Hmm. A misconception. I really came in knowing nothing <laughs> because being with Angie was my first real industry job mm-hmm. out of college. And I was literally at ground zero. I had no internships in college, so I had no prior experience. So I kind of came in super dewy eyed, mm-hmm. um, mm-hmm. paying attention to things. I could say something that surprised me. Um, everybody really knows each other. Like mm. seven degrees of separation is really like two degrees of separation. Music and in New York, it's it's, it's even it's, smaller. Yeah, it's it might be the one tiniest and a half. big city ever. So it might be one and a half. That taught me to really be careful about how you interact mm. with really? every yes, with every single person. Like if you rub somebody off the wrong way, that might trickle down. Mm. Be intentional. Even when you have a bad day, be really try your best to be intentional about the interactions that you have with people at people who you think are VPs of this the record label, et cetera, or even from the interns to the assistants, like really 
come to bat and treat everybody with respect and be intentional about your interactions because you never know who that person becomes, who that person knows. And most of these people who are interns or assistants or at the entry level jobs are children come on of now. higher they ups. Got, come on. Our, I was thinking our fraternity brothers, sorority mm-hmm. sisters, cousins, nieces, nephews have some type of um, deeper connection with other people that could really uh, put you in a bad situation if you rub somebody the wrong way. Mm-hmm. And you've seen it. 100%. <laughs> so how did you get that look from 100%. having no experience to working with Angie? Like how okay. did that oh, So you want to know how I got my job? I'm saying, I'm saying, how I'm, does somebody get a job as Angie <laughs> Martinez's assistant? Okay, but NDA, so I'm only going to give you a little bit. Sure. But But... I when I um her here's the short story her one of her former assistants was a Syracuse alum mm. Ooh, and I I was trying to figure Fire. out right that's my connection I was when I moved to New York I was doing backstage coverage at uh parties or concerts I was at a snow leg concert at SOBs and the young lady who used to be her assistant um was close with the artist and she was there and she asked me if I needed a job in the industry that she was looking to leave mm. and she needed someone to fill the position and they they were having a hard time nailing someone down i got the interview i did a pro- 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 probationary period mm-hmm. and i've been with her for like 3 years now wow. which wow. is a long time in assistant time very yeah like, which is a long so time w- yeah give some insight to people who are like um, who may not understand what it's like to be an assistant of a high visibility f- person like that? Um, hmm. Well, every day is different. Of course, has yeah. different factors, and the type there's different types of assistants. There's executive assistants who only touch business related mm-hmm. things, and then there's all around assistants. So personal. And executive assistance, which is what I fall under. So I do all the home stuff, like the stuff you don't. The NDA stuff. <laughs> yeah, mm. the NDA stuff, like the walk the dog, the schedule, yeah. you know, those type of appointments, the not so pretty and glamorous. Mm. And then I get to do other things like be in a room with Snoop Dogg, mm. <laughs> the, pri- the private, private room at his listening event. And I get to shake hands with d- different people. I get to uh, see Jay-Z mm. when he comes into the office at right. Rock, like... those type of things i mean my paycheck still looks the same (laughs) so that but i I get to you know it gives me a lot of exposure to people that after this phase in life i will might put me in a better position for something else later on Mm. um but assistant is definitely a great stomping ground for getting yes high visibility and whatever interest you have you can get insight on it so assistant is like a project manager or a producer in essence so no matter what i have some type of contact to somewhere else um and it's hard though sometimes thinking about what's going to be the next move because i have so much access Mm -hmm. already so if i don't maintain the relationships once you leave the position you might be scared because you're like, oh, well, you don't work with that client anymore. Now we don't have that connection. So I have to be conscious about making sure I make intentional connections with people that actually matter. So that way they don't just see me as linked to one person. Yes, yeah. I am this person's assistant, which honestly, I'm still working on now. Of course. No, yes. I can imagine. What's the what's what was the biggest learning curve you think from starting from ground zero doing the, during your like probationary periods in like three years now today? Like what has been the biggest learning curve and personal growth that you've had from being an assistant to someone like that? I'm a Capricorn 
and I'm a perfectionist. Okay. And I want to be lit from the gate. Mm-hmm. Like, yeah, it's not going to be that way. I don't want to be whack at the beginning. I don't want to go through the amateur season. And I ha- I had to really <laughs> come to come to terms with being like whack and just like not knowing certain stuff. Wow. Yeah. So that that was my own personal like strife. Um. What else? That's a big one. That's huge. Yeah, yeah. like it, it is. It's really tough. It, you know, it's really tough. And even I nitpick at every little thing. So even something that someone else would be like, "You killed it." I'm like, "Yeah, but I could do this, this, and this, and this, and this, and that different." Mm-hmm. Um, you guys meant, you know, thank you so much for cultivating that wonderful game <laughs> about game my yeah. life. But Angie and I just did the first um, test run of game night live. Follow. Angie on Instagram, Angie Martinez. If you want some free bread and you want to do better than I did at their music <laughs> trivia, <laughs> and we give it out, except Angie is giving out money mm. on Cash App. So you can answer. I might tap in myself. You, that you Cash can, App work. <laughs> you can check out the first episode. Um, we did one last week with French Montana in spite of his uh, new album coming out. We mm. asked super fans a bunch of questions Dope. about him, um, gave out some money or whatever. And we did the first one and it was it was a little chaotic. She didn't know when she got on live. You can go on there and have a lot of laughs <laughs> about it. Um, so I'm still like three years in, I'm still learning how to be a better assistant, be a better producer, just just more particular in my craft in general. So Love the that. learning never really stopped. The it learning should've. there's always a learning curve somewhere. Um, but now I I'm used to the pace. Got it. The pace is something to get used to. Like things learn to always work in crunch time. Mm. I'm going to need something. Everything is, I need it right now. I needed it yesterday. I need it right now. You got two days to do a party, a birthday party, figure it out. Mm. And you make it work. Love it. There it is. Uh, my last question. What's your album of the year? Mm. Any genre, any reason. Show your work though. Yeah. <laughs> What'd you say? Show Always your work, show your worth. Show your worth. Show my worth. Mm-hmm. Always, no work. 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 Well, we already know your worth. You you, you good. Show your worth. <laughs> what do you mean price. by that? Show your worth. When we say show your work. It's like you know how we use in class, like in math class, you couldn't just write the answer even if you knew mental math. You got to show your work. Yeah. So if you say this is what I think, just okay, why. that's cool. But show your work. Give me what. Show me how you got to that conclusion. Like you did that earlier. Yeah. You, well, you've been showing question? your work this whole. I'm about episode. to say what was the thing she showed her work. Uh, Nikki and Kendall. yes, the oh. Nikki thing that was perfect. <laughs> Somebody gonna fight me on that, but I'm ready. It's okay. We, we, people think we hate Summer Walker here. So wait, 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 wait. What if I was about to say Summer Walker? No, I wasn't. But <laughs> no, if, and if you did, we would be like, <laughs> cool. still over it was show, hard. It was hard. Thine work. Still over it is not our problem. It's over it. But we're not getting into this this episode. Wait, wait. We're not. At, oh. Still not. Still over it was the one she just put out. Over right. it was 2019. See what you did by and saying that. You name. don't like that? That's your we, fault. No, we, we think it's good. We just prefer Summer's original Neo Soul type sound rather than the trap and beat on Over It. See what you did. We need my, to have a I, Summer I'm, Walker I'm counter. This. I'm ignoring this. In our lower third <laughs> to count how many times we bring up Summer Walker. Oh my God. Camden is tired. Yeah. I'm just. I, I think she's allowed to experiment with things. Of course. Yeah, no, no. We're not saying it's bad. We just prefer something else. I blame you. <laughs> Bla- why? <laughs> <laughs> What's your album of the year? I'm trying. Hold- <laughs> please, please. What is the album of the year? I, I let Wait, it get can too we far. can we go down? What albums came out this year? 
Uh, hotels, Jasmine Sullivan, the offseason, J. Cole. Is that yours? If you get, uh, hotels and the offseason are, are my, my, my R&B and my rap album. Mm-hmm. Okay. Um, call me if you get lost. Tyler the Creator, Planet Her, Doja Cat. Oh, done. Yeah, Planet Her. I, f- I thought that was going to be your answer. Yeah, yeah, too. yeah, yeah. yeah. That's I, what, that's I, I really get lost because I be spinning some old stuff. Mm-hmm. <laughs> so, and I'm definitely a playlist person. So, all the songs are all okay. over the place. Mm-hmm. Definitely Planet Her. Yeah. And I cannot wait. Every time she drops something a feature, I cannot wait to the next thing. Mm-hmm. And also, you want you want to talk about flavors of stuff from performance to Coyle Ray said something great about her. She was like that she holds Doja Cat to like a Beyonce type of level, which in wow. theory might sound crazy, but she has the the ingredients. She has the to, makings of that. yes, the yeah. makings. This is we're witnessing the beginnings of something great. Yeah. As long as she keeps getting better with the craft, she's it's, got it's, the hip hop imprint, the the pop imprint. Yeah, everyone wants to work with her. Yeah, and I think something special about her too is that she blends so seamlessly into others oh, arenas. She, you yeah. can't you can't cancel her either. She's uncancelable. <laughs> We're not gonna talk about it. that. No, she's it. uncancelable we, because we, we have to talk it. about it because she sidestepped that so smooth, so finesse. You, 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 know, you know how she did it well though. She <laughs> shut up and she just focused on the music. She just she put out a great out. Euro crazy. She didn't say anything about it after the fact. Too many of these artists <sighs> get canceled and they keep talking about it. Yeah, cancel culture is not real. Yeah, oh yeah, yeah the, the, the woke mob. This, that, and third. No, just stop talking and just do what people came to you for originally. And she put out some heat too. Yeah. Playing hers. No, she put on the heat. The heat. The heat. I saw her perform in uh, Brooklyn at like their art walls in Coney Island, Mm -hmm. and she killed it. Mm. She killed it. Coney Island's really popping on TikTok right now. I just ran. (laughs) It is. Yeah, there's this uh, side talk. You know, side talk NYC. Mm -hmm. (laughs) There's a Coney Island video that's going crazy. (laughs) (laughs) Those guys are nuts. Woo! Anyway, sorry, <laughs> but you saw her at Coney Island. Yeah, I saw her at Coney Island. Shout out to DJ First Choice who who let me a uh, tag tag along there. He was DJing there, so it was DJ Sus One. They're both from Power. Mm. Um, and I was like, no, I gotta go. I gotta see Doja live because she's so legendary in all yeah. of her performances. Um, and this one wasn't as a theatrical, mm-hmm. but like still in her, and she's super tiny, like she's <laughs> super tiny in person, but she just like commanded the stage and just like killed it. And also she sounds exactly like the track mm. and she doesn't sing over the vocal. Love that. Yes. Love that. We appreciate someone with breath control. Yep. Give me craft. the breath what control. I talk about all the time. Breath control, not singing over the craft. Vocals. That's, that's my this favorite thing. Craft. Y'all singers, mm-hmm. craft. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Love it. It's definitely planning her for me. I thought so. That's fair. Woman, so. let me be a woman. <laughs> she has all the lines. Get, getting to it is one of my favorite songs of the year. Getting to it is incredible. Getting to it, yeah. It is. It when is. when that was the song that Nikki was supposed to be on. Mm. That she tried to yeah, she, at the end she goes, I love you, Nikki. Nikki would have smoked that. Yeah. Oh. She smoked but that. Nikki's words were that she don't think that she could have elevated the song. That okay. it, it, that song was, which is a compliment. That's the, that's to the Doja. I, respect that. that's I respect that a lot. That's the best way to be told no, because there are some big artists who will jump on it anyways just because they want that look. But from for her to be like, nah, you got it. You smoke craft. She's like, the song me. is great. Leave it alone. Mm-hmm. Craft. What? Putting the art before the business. Craft. Love that. And that that, that kind of speaks to what you said, uh, you know, before about restoring the feeling in music. Going back to the love, the soul. 
the heart of it, you know, because the industry is so fucked up nowadays. Like, yeah, it's yeah. So numbers based, so streaming based. Everyone, it's all about visibility and viral moments and using that to roll out stuff rather than just being talented, you, you know, mastering your craft and using that to, to push the envelope. So, and shout out to all the people behind the scenes that help make an artist yeah. and a project what it is because being on the, on the outside of the limelight, like, we really put in so much work from mm. the marketing people to the digital people, the stylists. Like, there's so much that gets cultivated to mm -hmm. develop a project like that. Mm. From every performance, every look, every concept. Like, shout out to all the people who who maybe don't get the recognition that they deserve. Wow, absolutely. This is I'm I'm good. This is be a very has been a very fruitful conversation. Yes, absolutely. Thank you again. You guys are great. Thank you. Thank you. Thank you. <laughs> we, we're trying to master our craft as well. You feel me? So, <laughs> uh, Brittany Ortiz, everyone, clap it up for Brittany Ortiz. Um, so yeah, that is that. Another lovely day with the busy boys. I am Armand. This is Nick. Again, we had the incredible Brittany Ortiz. We want you all to stay safe, stay humble, and stay busy. Baby girl, baby girl, how you feeling? I've been out in the world, staying busy Taking time, getting right if you miss me yeah, yeah. I've been out yeah, in the yeah. world, staying busy Monday's 9 a.m. Monday's 9 a.m. Partying with the gang Every week, tell a friend Every week, tell a friend Busy over everything Busy over everything Busy boys, how they call now? Ain't you heard? Man.